Welcome to Building Better Humans podcast. I'm Lindley Wood, a former teacher, future therapist, and mom to a beautifully blended family. Being human is hard. We all need a little help. On today's episode, I am diving deep into diet culture. It's a lot of straight talk, so buckle up, buttercup. Diet culture is defined as a belief system that values weight, shape, and size, and this is important, over well-being. When you really stop and think about it, diet culture has its claws into almost everything that we do. It is time to stop the madness, and we're here together to do just that. I personally had no idea how widespread diet culture was until I started to look for it. It is so systemic and so ingrained in us that we don't even see it anymore. We have all bought into this narrative, and it's some sort of like invisible net that's holding us all back. Today, I'm going to break it down for you, because until we see it, we can't change it. We're going to make the invisible visible. Everyone who has struggled with their weight knows at least one thin person who can eat whatever the heck they want and still not gain weight. You know who you are. And yes, skinny people, we are shooting daggers at your eyes as you eat without remorse. Really, though, think about the fact that we can all accept this as truth, that there are skinny people who can't gain weight. Why, oh why, do we then assume fat people are any different? I can eat, quote unquote, perfectly and not lose an ounce. I'm pretty sure that's the definition of a double standard, you guys. Then we prescribe diets for fat people that are exactly the same as what we label as disordered eating in skinny people. As a future clinician, that terrifies me. Okay, so what exactly is diet culture? Let's look at the different parts. First off, there's an all or nothing mentality. Let's face it. This is a dieter's way of thinking. I am on the bandwagon or off. I am dieting or I am binging. I am healthy or I am unhealthy. I am fat or I am skinny. There is no in-between. If I have one bite of something not on my diet, I've blown it and might as well eat an entire pepperoni pizza. This includes the last supper mentality where we binge because we're going to start our new diet on Monday. The next and I think the most pervasive part of diet culture is language. Just last week, we talked about the power of our words. That is true in diet culture as well. This can be everything from labeling food as good or bad, sinful, decadent, or even naughty. Believe it or not, it gets even trickier than that. What about junk food? Even that simple term sets a standard and hooks an emotion to eating a certain type of food. The opposite, a superfood, gives off some kind of gold star mentality. Trust me, you're not a better person if you eat kale instead of an Oreo. You just aren't, even though we all have felt that way. Literally, as I was writing this, my husband came up and he was eating a zebra cake. I was eating a bowl of grapes. He walked away and I realized that I felt very proud and very smug that I was somehow superior because I was eating the grapes and he was eating junk food. I am sitting writing a podcast about ditching diet culture, and I still find myself subscribing to diet culture every time I turn around. Thin privilege 
Thin is everywhere in our culture. It is prized above all else. Please do understand, though, I am in no way diminishing the effects of my own white privilege. That's different. I know that that is part of me, and I have benefited for so long from so many systems simply because of the color of my skin. Remember our conversation about intersectionality? Check out episode four for a refresher. This privilege I do have, however, runs smack into my lack of privilege for being a female and being fat. Let's just pause for a second and identify some thin privilege. When is the last time you saw a fat woman? And by that, I mean someone over a size 14, which is in industry standards considered plus size in the United States, featured in a TV show or movie. And I don't mean the one where she loses all the weight and becomes gorgeous or is the funny fat friend or her self-deprecating humor about her weight makes her finally go on a diet. Honestly, y'all, I can't think of one example. How sad is that? No wonder we feel horrible about ourselves. I have purchased more expensive seats personally at the theater because I knew I would be extremely uncomfortable in those regular seats. I have panicked that my leg fat was going to touch another person on an airplane to the point where I decided not to go on the trip. I have worried that I would break a swing or a bench because I was so fat. The world is designed for thin people, the ones who don't need an extender for their seatbelt. That, my friends, is thin privilege. The next up is a lack of trust. And this part is a little bit more complicated in my opinion. Diet culture actively encourages us not to eat when we're hungry. Just say that out loud. You are supposed to celebrate the feeling of hunger because it means you're losing weight. What in the actual, you guys, are you kidding me? When you really think about it, that's completely insane. What this boils down to is you begin to not trust yourself and what your own body is telling you. Think about how this can ruin your relationship with yourself and even fuel all kinds of negative self-talk and shame. Guilt. That's a huge part, and I don't think I need to say much more about guilt. There's guilt about everything in diet culture. Guilt about gaining weight. Guilt about cheating on your diet. Guilt about eating bad foods. Guilt about failing on yet another diet. And that guilt just continues to perpetuate the cycle. The true question becomes, who stands to gain from this type of thinking? I always used to tell my students to follow the money, and I think you should do the same in this case. It almost always leads to the biggest problem. Here, it's the diet industry. In 2019, Americans spent $72 billion, that's billion with the B, on diets. And we know from the National Eating Disorder Association that 95% of those people will gain the weight back within one to five years, and then some. I've said it before, and I will say it again. If Weight Watchers actually worked, they would put themselves out of business. Or Noom, or Atkins, or Whole30. It is all, as they say, about the big, bad dollar. You see it now, don't you? And I'm sure you could name about a million other ways diet culture affects your life. What can you do about it? Well, the first step is seeing it. The next step, take action. 
I've come up with seven ways that you can specifically work to combat and ditch diet culture. I will put them in the notes for you as well so that you can take a look at them. The first one is friends don't let friends bash their bodies. I mean this. Refuse to engage in the small talk of diets, fat thighs, and not fitting into last year's swimsuit. Ignore it and gently change the subject. This one also includes commenting on people losing weight. Telling someone they look great because they lost so much weight is just feeding the beast. Find another reason to compliment your friend after you finally get to go to brunch after all of this is over. Number two. And just for the record, I'm having a very hard time not singing the 10 dual commandments right now from Hamilton as I number these off. But number two, unfollow social media that promotes body change. This one has been so empowering for me. I cannot describe it. No more before and after pictures, no more diet supplements, no more keto, just beautiful people loving the things that beautiful people love, their bodies, their families, and some really fun fashion. Number three, don't diet. Just don't do it. It feeds into the machine of money and guilt that is the diet industry. I'm not saying you can't add more good things in your life. That's what we're all about. There is always room for more fun movement, more water, more fruits and veggies, but there is no more room in our lives for intentional weight loss. Number four, throw away your scale. I mean it. Toss it in the garbage. No, I didn't say hide it where you can't see it so you can pull it out the next time you want to jump on the diet bandwagon. Throw that baby out. You've got to start learning to trust your own body. And you simply cannot do that if a small metal square is dictating to you how you should feel each day. You are worthy no matter what that dumb scale says. Number five, wear whatever you want. Seriously. Spandex, do it. Bikini, absolutely. A super cute crop top with your belly showing? Yes, please. You are beautiful. And life is too short to not wear whatever the heck you want to. My only caveat is this. Just make sure it fits. No more uncomfortable, too tight clothes. I mean it. Don't eat those. Sell them online. Just wear things that fit fit, and make you feel fabulous. Number six, listen to your body. What it wants to eat, when it wants to eat, when it wants to move, how it wants to move. You have to learn to trust that you know you best. And you do. If you don't believe it yet, see step seven. Step seven, Find a community and a support system that embraces you for exactly who you are. They will hold you up and help you believe when you doubt. Lucky you, you found us. We're right here on the ride with you. Join us in our Building Better Humans podcast group on Facebook. This week, we're actually focusing on self-care. Taking care of ourselves helps us repair our relationships with ourselves and with others. That's all for today's episode of Building Better Humans podcast. Take a deep breath and be gentle with yourself. The most important takeaway from this episode is the fact that we are making the invisible diet culture visible. And that might be a little overwhelming this week. So please take care of yourself. If you need some help, we're there in the Facebook group. We are there to support each other. 
Next week, I am so excited. We're going to be chatting with Gina Molinari, and she is a confident communication coach. Say that three times fast. I can't wait to hear her tips and tricks to adding more confidence into our one big, beautiful life. In the meantime, please subscribe, share, and rate Building Better Humans podcast. That helps others who need our community find us. Until then, Black Lives Matter, say her name, and fat doesn't own us anymore.